0: Welcome in to the Merge Feast. Season 45 has finally arrived, and we are here to break down everything that went down in the premiere episode. With me, I have Blake Hogmo and Logan Hogmo. What's going on, guys? What was your initial reaction right off the boat?
1: Man, what a wild first
2: episode. Uh, um, I First of all, I love the 90 minutes. I think it's going to be amazing and this is probably the most excited i've been for an or for a season of survivor um in a very very long time and i think a lot of it has to do with the 90 minutes um getting to see more of the stories and just more just more content i think is going to make for an awesome awesome season yeah i think the uh the ninety-minute
3: episodes are going to be absolutely awesome. Um, like Blake said, the more content. Um, I think seeing the little things in and out that are going to be kind of um, things in the episode that we haven't seen before, and all. I thought the ninety minutes flew by, so I'm I'm ecstatic for it, and excited to see where they where they take it and how it goes.
0: Yeah, I agree with all of that. Uh, The 90-minute episodes are going to just open up the season for more storylines and maybe be able to spend some time on things that we wouldn't be able to in a 60-minute episode. But I want to kind of dive into first impressions of some castmates. So 18 contestants, there's three tribes. There's a Bellow tribe, Blue.
1: Yellow tribe is Lulu, and red tribe is Reba. And... A couple of contestants had some, some initial
0: moments that stood out. Uh, Brandon, very excited, emotion, wearing it on his chest. Bruce, returnee, he was a day one medivac in season 44. He's
1: back. And he had a, an interaction with a Lulu tribe member, um, Emily. Ugh. Emily Bruce Bruce was asked hey you know do you
0: feel like you have a target on your back because you're a returnee and his response was basically well no because I wasn't here that long so no there's not really much to my journey to paraphrase and Emily who took the route of not laying low and creating a really weird first impression for the entirety of the cast decided to combat Bruce's response and say, yeah, you do have a target on your back because you do know this and you're already giving us advice. And it was weird and it was just I have. Personally, in the 45 seasons of Survivor, never just immediately disliked a cast member the way that I felt about Emily.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. This is the, maybe, I think the first time in all of the seasons that I've, the first, probably the first interaction from a person has made me say, let's vote her off week one. Like,
2: uh, I've never had that before. Well, and it went, it was, it was such a drastic shift from the emotion that Brandon showed on just like, almost couldn't contain himself. To like everyone just so happy and excited. And and I think Jeff even made a comment about just like, wow, everyone is just pumped to be here to immediately focus on the negative and calling somebody out. And she's not wrong. I mean, he, he does have, albeit small, an advantage because he's been in that position and felt those emotions where others haven't. But like, it's not worth causing a scene over. In my opinion, it was just, it was weird. It was playing devil's devil's advocate for just the sake of doing it. And I, I didn't love it.
0: I, I didn't understand it because on survivor, first impressions are so important. And for me, Emily and Bruce aren't even on the same tribe. So it doesn't really impact Emily in the slightest. It would be one thing if they're on the same tribe and she was like, well, I do think you have an advantage, so I gotta watch out for you. But let's say that they both are there when the merge comes. Neither of them have experience in the merge. So it just it made no sense and We'll get into it a little bit later, but she went on in the entire episode and I was hoping for a, a a
1: to feel different about her as it went on and it didn't. But again, we'll get to that. Was there anybody else that stood out to you guys just off the rip?
2: Yeah, for me. Um The, uh, Drew, uh, he's, uh, the grad student, I think he's from Philly. Um, I didn't catch, like, he almost gave, like, the sense of, like, an alter ego. Um, I I didn't catch what his second name was, but I, I don't know, I don't know why, but I really like him, and he may come across as, like, way too smart for his own good kind of a deal. Um, but just first impressions, I really liked him and I really liked, um, Austin, who I'm sure we'll get into a little bit later, um, finding their first immunity idol. So, um, those two, and I think they're actually on the same tribe. So I'm curious to see how that plays out in future episodes.
0: Yeah. And, to uh, and to touch on drew, uh, I liked in his introduction. Uh, He was immediately like, I'm probably the smartest survivor player ever or player person to play survivor. And I was like, oh, no. And then I I liked this self-awareness and kind of the second part of that where he's like, well, Survivor Island is a little bit different than, you know, being in an Ivy League school. So I don't know. So I liked that. And also Sifu Mm -hmm. also on Reba Tribe was just kind of vibing. And I know, Logan, you had somebody as well that stood out to you.
3: Yeah, I was going to say Drew the like his introduction I thought was cool of like you said this self-awareness of I'm smart, kind of weird, like to have fun, but am like he's just different. Um and then like you said Sifu he, he was very kind of just happy, like let's let's have some fun and I'm here to play and let's go like he was I think he was just gung ho about everything and ready to go on day one He, I don't care like I'm going out and searching for idols or these different things he's 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 there to play
0: yeah there's I think it was in the immunity challenge he was jumping over something and he just kind of reminded me of like a little kid, like doing parkour or something at the playground. He's literally just out there chilling. (laughs) Yeah, I loved it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, let's get into the challenge. There was an immediate reward challenge. And what was at stake was supplies for your camp. And
1: this involved getting into the water and getting a boat, paddling it back in. And the story here, the Lulu tribe, Brandon and Sean were
0: the players from the tribe that volunteered to swim and get the paddle. And they make it back in a reasonable amount of time. And we see Brandon just absolutely struggling and unable to climb this ladder. And I, for a second, thought this guy was going to drown. I <laughs> I I have, I have never seen somebody struggle that hard at a challenge in a long time. And, you know, he was able to get up. He passed out on the boat. And he kind of showed to be a liability to the tribe the rest of the episode. But it was a moment of panic and anxiety that kind of took over him. So I feel for him there. So I don't want to destroy him too much in the the marooning challenge, but if you guys are Brandon's tribe members, what are you thinking in this
3: moment? I'm thinking oh no, like what's going on? For me watching it, I was I was kind of confused of like is he hurt? Is he just exhausted? Is it does he not feel like I I, I was just kind of confused on like why like why isn't he going up the ladder like I just thought that was a fairly easy thing but like you said anxiety the emotions he was kind of emotional at the very beginning obviously the very first little bit getting into everything so like you said I don't want to bash him for that because we haven't experienced that but as a tribe member I'm like is this something
2: that we need to worry about for the future. Yeah. I, so i my initial thought was actually a little different. um, and it's easier to it's easy to sit there and make judgment on the couch, and they made reference to that a, a couple times. But one, I thought he made a mistake by jumping out of the boat to climb up the ladder, like stay in the boat and use like the stableness of the boat to help climb up the ladder. And then two, um so Sean, he got up. I was really surprised he didn't stand there and help pull him up. I almost wondered if he didn't realize if he could help. Um, But they almost, the rest of the tribe almost told him, go back and help him. Um, So I was a little surprised by that. And then they were they the first ones back in the boat? And then they almost came back and won. So to me, it was like, it was almost a, yeah, hey, we didn't win, but like, let's make sure Brandon's okay. And, dang, we were really, really close to winning. Let's use that as a positive instead of only focusing on the negative. Unfortunately, they have Emily, who is Captain Wantwa, and and uh, only seems to focus on the negative. So I think that's maybe partly why that it all just went negative from there, but I don't know. Yeah.
0: So the Reba tribe wins reward. So they get materials for their camp. So Lulu and, and let's, Bello have to two- clarify.
2: Um, Materials for camp is a pot, a machete and Flint. So not. We're done with, like, we're not getting rice anymore. We're not getting any other materials. It is literally just a pot, machete, and flint, which is still crazy to me. And I know it's been that way for a couple seasons, but that is uh, very minimal. Uh, So Lulu tribe, Bellow tribe, have
0: to send two players each on an outing, and they have to do sweat and savvy. So typically... It's sweat or savvy if I'm remembering properly. So I was a little bit taken off guard when I realized that they had to not only carry very heavy logs back and forth for 200 feet for however long they did it and solve a puzzle. And there was a chance that neither tribe could would walk away
2: with anything. And that is what ended up happening. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was a great twist on something that they have done the last couple seasons because there for a while, or at least a couple of times, I feel like both people that participated in it got it. And whether it was the savvy or um, the sweat, it was like, okay, we'll, we'll get this and we'll just muscle it out or, We'll figure it out. But the fact that it was both and it was a competition, so it was either one of you guys were going to win it or neither one was going to win it, I thought was a really cool twist. And uh, I I liked it a lot.
3: Yeah, I think it was cool to combine the both of them because I think sometimes with the, it just being the brains or um, having to do all the hard work, Obviously, if they're having to move the big logs and that's it, I feel like obviously they're going to send two of the strongest people on the tribe to where this it kind of split up the strongest people versus maybe the more like brainiac type people of the puzzle side of things. And I think that I wonder how that'll play out in future future relationships. So I, I enjoyed it. I think it was a pretty difficult challenge looking at those and like, Oh, it's just logs. Like, come on. But when it's that hot, dragging stuff like that through the sand is unbelievably
2: hard. So, um, no, I think I thought that was a, an awesome challenge. I almost wish they would have given them more than an hour. Um, cause it felt like, and maybe it was just based on how it was filmed, but it almost felt like they had about 10 minutes to do, or maybe even less to do the uh, the brain part or the savvy part. Yeah, it did feel like they neither of them had a ton of
0: time to do the savvy part, and I missed the demonstration of the savvy puzzle. What even was supposed to be the outcome of that? Were they
3: just untangling something? Yeah, there was an, uh, like a flint on string, and there was like three or four different tiers in a circle, and they had to untangle that and get it get like the flint and the string unhooked from all of those they didn't
2: really show a ton on that of how to do it or it wasn't like what. untangling it was like one of those brain teasers where um you almost had to move things the certain way i don't know if the thing that came to mind was do you remember those uh there were like two horseshoes that were connected by a little chain and there was like a ring around the chain piece and you had to get the the ring unconnected from that and when you first look at it you're like that's impossible that's not able to come apart but by like twisting it a certain way you can just pull the ring out and it almost seemed like it was some sort of brain teaser like that to where you had to untangle it but in a specific way to get the rope undone
0: makes sense yeah i was uh i was just as confused as the contestants. I was like, yep, I'm right there with you guys. I would have came back. It wasn't
2: a great moment. Whenever you're sorry, it wasn't a great moment for TV um, because the audience didn't really know what they were trying to accomplish other than getting it untangled. And they didn't show a lot of it, so it didn't really. I don't know, I, I think they could do that part a little different or a little better and show maybe them get a little closer. Or add a little extra time or something to give the audience a little more as to what's going on there.
3: Yeah, I'd agree so, with that.
2: Sweat and Savvy's
0: happening. And let's go back to Lulu Beach. So, Lulu Tribe, they're on their beach, and
1: basically immediately, Emily again is like, let's get out. You have to target Caleb and Sabia because they are a strong
0: try or they're a strong duo and they're connected. And I'm like, based on what? Again, just putting a target on her back. Like if you aren't thinking, let's just vote on Emily right now. I I don't know what you're thinking.
3: Well, not only that, it was it was she was like, these two people are out doing this challenge. So if they don't come back with something, then they got an advantage of like, what in the world makes you think that? And then as soon as they came back and didn't have that, the immediate thought was they got an advantage and didn't help out the, um, and they're lying, the tribe and they're lying. We've got to vote one of them off. Like it just didn't make sense to me of like, why do you like, I I don't know. Obviously I know there's those challenges where they go off and have to do something and get to choose to risk their boat or they get an advantage or whatever. But in this instance of getting Flint or whatever for the tribe, I thought that was just kind of like, again, putting a target on your back of like, what are you thinking? I
0: mean, her logic makes sense because that is a typical survivor scenario where a player does go off by themselves and they either win something or they don't. And I've never understood going on one of those outings and then coming back and lying about
2: it, but I'm also not a very good liar. So yeah, I think you're spot on. I mean, I think she was correct in the thinking of like, Ooh, these are the only two people to quickly volunteer. And this is something we need to be aware of, but delivery was way off. And I am in time again, over 45 seasons, 44 seasons so far, this being the 45th, there is such a thing as playing too hard, too fast. And while she may not be wrong, delivery was way off and she is playing too hard, too fast. At some point, you need to have some trust in the people that you just met until they show you that, you, that they can't be trusted. And it just, it was not a good look for her. And that's now two strikes against her.
1: So let's go over to Bellow Tribe. And I think we should have a conversation about Uncle Bruce. So <laughs> Bruce, obviously the
0: returnee of the season and the first returnee of the new era of survivors. So Bruce is like, hey guys, um, I'm just going to chill. So don't worry about it. I'm just going to be your cool uncle. I'm not going to be your dad. And then he turns around and is doing the opposite, the exact opposite like of what you see
1: all the time.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was a yeah, It was pretty comical to watch. Very opinionated
3: on, oh, we don't want to do this because of that, or we shouldn't do that. And I, I know I don't have a ton of experience, but I've been here at this point already. So we should do it this way. Like, either you don't have her experience or you obviously I know you do, but cool down. Weaving (laughs) weaving palm fronds is a complete waste of time,
0: (laughs) which I would love to hear a survivor veterans opinion of that take, because I feel like that's not true.
2: I almost wonder, and we'll see how it plays out, but I almost wonder if it would fare better for him if he would have steered into the the skid a little bit and like, hey, I've been here before. I know I wasn't here long, but I do have some experience. Let me share some knowledge with you. Let's make it past where I was before. Let me give our tribe as much advantage as possible rather than, I don't really know. But then I'm going to share my opinion anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even really think about it
3: of him taking that approach. I think that uh, obviously I don't know if him doing what he did will hurt him, but I think that could have been a really smart way of going about it.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's going to impact them. Uh, They were kind of like, well, that was kind of weird, but you didn't really see any sort of uh, rift between that tribe after that. But over in Reba tribe, a couple of different things going on. Number one, Sifu, again, just going to highlight him. Just living it up. He's over here just looking for idols. He's got a Tony Spy Shack going on. Just having the survivor experience. And I love players like this. It might not work out for him in the long run. I don't know. But it's a a once-in-a-lifetime thing, and you should absolutely...
2: Make sure they like enjoy that every the, of it. The, uh, in his words, the yin to the yang of, um, what's her name, Emily. Um. Uh, so he is playing hard in the fact of like, I'm gonna go looking for idols. I'm gonna spy on people. I'm I'm gonna go all out because I'm here to play but i'm going to have fun and be personable and likable as opposed to i'm going to go all out and be super skeptical of everybody and you're a liar and you're rude and i don't know it just it was similar gameplay totally different approach and i loved it
3: do you think he played off played well or played played the whole getting caught sneaking around off well um because those the three girls were at the water well and then one of them saw him and he was like trying to hide again do you think that he played it off well or do you think that's going
2: to put a target on his back it's a good question i think it will be totally dependent on how quickly they lose an immunity
1: challenge because
2: so much of it has to do with because you you've got to pick a reason to vote somebody out and if nobody else has given you given the rest of the tribe a reason to vote them out and they lose why well, he's he's the easy vote and that that may not mean that he gets voted, voted out but he is a target at that point but if they win the next three immunities then that's going to be long gone and forgotten about. So I think it'll depend, honestly. I think he did a good job of covering it up and playing it off, but if they lose the next one and something else happens similar, I think he could have a big target.
0: Very well said, yeah. He's like, I'm just messing with you guys. (laughs) They're like, okay. And that was kind of the end of it. But. Meanwhile, as Seafu's doing all this, you have Austin that's taking a different approach, also looking for advantages, but being a little bit more subtle out, about it. He's out there looking for firewood, and he explains, "Yeah, I'm doing something productive for the tribe, but guess what? I'm my eyes are always looking around, looking for something that sticks out at me." And lo and behold, he's out getting firewood, and in a tree he sees an advantage and. Picks it up, and it is none other than the Beware Advantage. And obviously, we've seen this a few times now, and if you take it, there's consequences to it. Or, you know, for this one, you lose your vote until you complete the steps that we have laid out for you for the Beware Advantage. And on the other end of the Advantage is a Hidden Immunity Idol. and. This one's a little bit over my head, but he has to. Step one is to decode something on his tribe's flag.
1: And I don't know about you guys, but I'm not quite sure if I would take the beware
0: advantage. I feel like it's a huge risk to walk around with no vote until you get something done. Where are you guys at on that?
3: I think. In the game of Survivor, the advantages are such a big part of, I guess, l- longevity and staying in the game. Obviously, Immunity Idols can save you from going home if you play them correctly and different things like that. For me, it'd be hard not to because you don't come across those advantages or anything like that all the time. Um, in my mindset, I I think I would have taken it. Knowing, yes, there are some risks, but I think the reward outweighs those risks from a, I guess, at a certain point in time. And if this early early in the game, if you can do a decent enough job of, not necessarily laying low, but keeping those alliances and trying to play that side of things fairly smart, I think I, I honestly think I would have taken it.
2: I almost think you have to, Um, even though it may not be the smartest move, because this one is clearly more detailed and more in depth than previous ones. Um, I mean, it's literally task one. We don't, I don't know that they said how many tasks they were or how many tasks there were or what the rest of the tasks were all i heard was the first task which was decipher the code which might be hard um might not be i don't know it almost looks like he just has to hold the piece of paper up and figure out what it says and but i think if it were myself i would all probably live with some regret looking back if I didn't pick up that advantage and be like, man, I totally could have figured that out.
0: Yeah. I think if you're going to go on survivor playing, you don't want to play safe. You obviously don't want to play reckless, but if you are, it's rare that you get an opportunity to have an advantage. So I think if you have it in front of you, you should take it. And I think if I got the beware advantage, I feel like, you know, since you lose a vote, I feel like I would have to tell somebody. That I trust, like, hey, I have this, I'm in this situation, I've got to do a few things, but I might need
1: your help with it. But I want you to know I'm down a vote, and that could also blow up in your face. Well,
2: and that, did he find that before the, um, the immunity challenge? Yes. yes. Okay. So, that's the other piece of it. The, the fact that they got immunity, I think is... Yes, why would you not take it? Because you now have several more days to figure it out to where you don't necessarily need a vote yet. If it was the opposite and you didn't have immunity yet and no... Hey, I'm going to tribal council. Like, oh, Knowing that I may lose my vote here, I don't know that I want to take this.
0: How do how do you play that though? Like, you you know what ta- the first task is and it's to decipher that code. Do you are you, are do you do it secretly or you keep the parchment in your pocket and you're like, "Hey guys, this looks interesting. What do you think it means?" Or do you think it means anything? Just to kind of have people talk about it and maybe have them help you figure something out that they don't even know they're doing. There's a lot of different ways you could go about it too.
3: Yeah, honestly, I think for me, I would have probably been in the same boat of finding that one person that I think I trust enough, which I know the game is based off of a lot of that and saying, Hey, this is the predicament I'm in. I've got to hold this up to our flag. And align these or like these letters and figure out what it says. We've got to have some sort of distraction or do something to where I can get up there and do it. I think that would probably be the easiest way, or I, I, I don't know. That's that's what
2: f- like first comes to my my mind whenever I like how I would have gone about that. But yeah, it's really easy to sit there on the couch and say what I would do or wouldn't do. Um, but since we're going to I would probably try to do it in secret, and it's something that you probably couldn't do at night. Um, So knowing that I found an idol, personally, I would probably try and talk everybody else into, hey, it's Survivor. Let's try and find an idol and get everybody out Looking for an idol out in the woods somewhere, out in the jungle, and then use that time to go up and do it. See if I can do it in five to 10 minutes and hope that nobody sees me. It's a good idea. So
1: we have an immunity challenge, and it's kind of a long one, but at the end of it, uh-
3: Sorry, I was just going to say, I thought the same thing. I thought this was one of the longer challenges that we've seen in recent years. Like, as I was watching them explain what was going on each step, I was like, more to it. Like, I I thought it was
2: a very long one as well. I noticed that. And I don't know how much of that is the challenge was longer or they were able to show more of the challenge because of a 90 minute episode.
0: I think that's very true. Because they did spend a lot of time on... It didn't feel like we had anything skipped. But it starts
1: out with you going up and over and climbing in some very thick mud. That was obviously very hard to get through. But you're going through this challenge and at the end, you see it
0: all the time in Zeriver. There's a huge wall that you have to clear. And I'm immediately like, oh no... This is not going to be good for the Lulu tribe. Brandon couldn't climb a ladder. There's no way he's going to be able to climb a wall. This does not look good for them. They're going to tribal.
3: Yeah, I mean, I thought the same thing as soon as I saw one, the mud with people struggling to get through it. And then how much effort that can take with how thick that was. And then that wall and it being slick and having to try and grab somebody's arm and pull them up whenever... They're muddy as well. I was like, this isn't going to work. I thought them using the um, buffs as a way to kind of help pull them up was absolutely genius. I don't know if I've ever
2: seen that before. But. Same. I thought, I literally thought the same thing. I'm like, why have people not used their buffs before? Brilliant.
3: Brilliant. hmm And. For them to get up there, yes, they were way behind on getting the puzzle started and all, but for them to actually get up the wall and make it to the final puzzle piece, I thought was a win in itself because of how much they had struggled up until that point.
0: Yeah, you kind of you got to take the moral victory there. Um, obviously, Reba uh, tribe and Bellow tribe come away with immunity
2: and Lulu has to go to tribal council yeah i I think the survivor has always done a really great job of setting up challenges um, to be challenging. and the mud with that wall, I think I thought was the mud difficult, cool, the wall difficult, cool. the mud, and then the wall is like, oh gosh. You've really got to figure this out. And I, I would love to know the amount of people behind these challenges that are help setting them up and help designing them and thinking of these challenges because they do a dang good job. Yeah, is really, yeah really elaborate challenge
0: in the mud plus the wall combo. I don't know if we've seen that before, but I think it was I feel like it was Bruce. He was one of the last ones up the wall and I watched him run up the side of it where the mud was clear. So there's definitely just a little bit more of a mental aspect to it over the along with the physical aspect of the challenge right there in that moment. Yeah, definitely some strategy there for sure. So again, Lulu tribe lost. They have lost their flint that I don't think they've even earned yet
1: <laughs> and now it's time to really talk about who we're going to vote out. And there's some obvious names. Um First name,
0: Brandon. Brandon can't. He, he's a liability and challenges. There's no way to sugarcoat it. And he even said it in a confessional. He's like, look, I'm going to have to write somebody's name down tonight that Performed better than me, and that stinks.
1: Emily was another name that came up. And it was really, for the most part, okay, is it going to be Brandon or
0: Emily tonight? Brandon, for obvious reasons. Emily, because she's negative, skeptic, pessimistic, glass half empty. Those were words of her fellow contestants and herself. Uh, And it was feeling like it was leaning more towards Emily Caleb's name was thrown out there as well, just because apparently Caleb and Sabia are strong. Still trying to figure that out. Maybe we'll see that down the road a little bit. And then you have Hannah, who we have not talked about yet. Hannah. Kind of going through it. It sounds like she's having some withdrawal from uh, nicotine that she's going through. And I could imagine that that's pretty tough to deal with, but she's just having kind of an emotional roller coaster. and her and Brandon kind of have a moment where she's like, ah, I, I can't do this anymore. I just want to go home. It's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And, you know, Brandon's like, no, you got this, you can do it. And their motto was kind of, you can do hard things. And I thought it was cool. That was really cool to see like a moment between them two.
3: Yeah. And I think, um, I think that kind of helped almost. I almost think that helped Brandon as well, because he even said at one point, I enjoy being able to help people and encourage people and do those things. And I don't, I don't, I think at one point he said, I don't want to be here if she's not here, which makes me worried for what's to come a little bit. But I think, I think it, uh, it was a cool moment to see them uplifting each other in times of
2: struggle. Well, and I don't remember a time. Uh, two, two things. I don't remember a time where anyone has ever really talked about the withdrawals from nicotine and wanting that so bad. I know I, I've never used nicotine, but I, I know that is very difficult for people to quit. Um, I mean, obviously quitting smoking, quitting any form of tobacco and nicotine is difficult. I'm surprised that I'd never heard anybody talk about that and that Hannah seemed to be the first one. Um, So I can definitely understand some of her struggles there. Um, But I, I almost got the sense that Brandon was wanting to quit as well. And I don't know that I ever remember seeing so many people, so many people being two, want to quit so early in the game. And I mean, Hannah was voted out. I mean, it's literally day two or day three. And that's just, that's crazy to me. Yeah. It's for me, it's frustrating and
1: we can just jump into tribal here.
0: Uh, Kind of an anticlimactic frustrating ending to what, in my opinion, was a fantastic premiere to season 45, but
1: you, had, you have 18 people that applied probably multiple times
0: and finally got on the show. You have thousands upon thousands of applicants to your show. It is
1: unbelievably frustrating to have anybody quit Survivor. We've seen it multiple times, but for it to happen
0: three days into the season, I, that is, that has got to be just in, I, I can't even put into words how mad I would be if I was the production at that moment.
3: Yeah. And I mean, obviously sit like she, I mean, like she said, sitting at home and like saying, oh, I could do that. Like, that's not that hard. I know what they're doing is hard. But like you said, day two, day three, there's so many people out there, like you said, that have applied to get on here and do all of this. And they've gone through this application process. And it almost just seemed like, Uh, she wasn't willing to put in the work and clearly wasn't, but it was, I don't know. It was just, it was frustrating. I, I honestly hate, hate, hated it. (laughs) Imagine,
0: imagine being an alternate for season 45. Hey, man, you were this close, but we're going to go with this person. But Hey, if somebody gets hurt or can't show up, we're going to, we'll call you. And you're an alternate and that's what you watch. Mm hmm on the premiere oh my
2: goodness yeah and i would assume that the producers ride their best to vet people to make sure they're not going to quit but it was incredibly frustrating i mean i have never applied to be on the show that does not mean i mean i think honestly anybody who has ever watched survivor has thought about like hey, how would I play this? Or I could totally do this. And again, it's really easy to sit there on your couch and say that you could do it better or do it different. But man, that it, it left me incredibly frustrated. And over the years, Survivor has been almost a story of, I don't even know the right words, um, redemption, of finding yourself of overcoming adversity um, somebody who I th- think about who comes to mind is Sari Fields um, because I'm watching Big Brother right now and she's on Big Brother with her son but she is somebody who came on there and it was a, a almost a success story she didn't win but she accomplished things that she didn't think she could do and it was a, a cool moment for Survivor as a show to say, look, anybody can come out here and do something that they didn't think they could do. And it was just not a good look. And, and I'm not blaming the producers or Survivor or anything like that, but it just wasn't a great look like it has in the past. Where, hey, I'm if you don't vote me out, I'm going to quit. And I I just didn't love it. So I I hope that turns around. And I hope that gives me a lot of hope and a lot of excitement um, for Brandon that I, and I hope Brandon makes it really far because he can be that story that overcame that adversity where he was ready to give up and quit and he didn't.
0: Yeah, Brandon makes final tribal. He can be like, hey, I couldn't climb a ladder day one. I passed out on a boat. I probably should have quit i'm still here though <laughs> easy sure. millionaire. but for sure yeah uh to your point about sari yeah Suri is her whole story was i got up off my couch and i did the thing that i didn't think i could do she was you know she got across the balance beam mm-hmm. in the water she was honestly probably one of the greatest non-winners to ever
2: play survivor so absolutely and and there's tons of stories like that. And so I thought, man, I and I don't I don't know how much goes into that with production, but I would hope that on one hand, I hope that Survivor is pure enough to where hey, if you want to quit, quit. Like we don't care. Though that's just the raw, real nature of the game, and we're not gonna stop you. But I also part of me kind of hopes that production would step in and say, you know, you wanted to do this. You've got this. Let's don't quit. Yeah. So but who knows? I'm glad you brought
0: that up because uh, survivor has their own podcast called on fire. Um, mm. And I was very curious about what their take was going to be. And because Jeff has, has a history of being very hard on quitters. Uh, yep. The first quitter was Austin back in like the first 10 seasons of Survivor. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: he ripped into Austin, didn't even snuff his torch, just like threw it and didn't even give him the the formal goodbye. And Jeff said, uh, and Rick Devins, if you remember him from season 38, he's he was on the On Fire podcast as well. And Rick asked him, Jeff. Why were you so soft on Hannah? And his response was, well, back in the day, pre-social media, I was the voice of the audience. Jeff was the voice of the audience. And now, mm. he's he's like, the show's different now. It's, it's a human experience. Everybody, we have a lot of different people that are going through a lot of different things. And Hannah's experience was that she needed to quit. And was I disappointed and frustrated? Yes. But... I don't need to tell her that because she is going to feel the wrath of the audience because we can now not directly, but we can indirectly tell her on social media and you know, she's on there that that was awful and she's the scum of the earth or whatever you decided to tell her. So
2: that's what I love about survivor is that it does seem, I mean, it has evolved over 45 seasons, but it does seem very real and, in the fact of like, I mean, you dive into the the human psychology of it, taking a step back in tribal as far as um, do you want to keep your your tribe strong with your loyalties and who you get along with versus who do you vote out for strength and how do we make our tribe stronger even if it's not who I get along with. And it is really, really cool to see how different groups of people react. And that's part of why I love the show. And so it it is, even though I don't like the outcome of this episode, um, and like you said, very anticlimactic for a great first episode, that's part of why I love Survivor, because it's, and it may not be, but it seems very real and raw, and they just let it play out, and and I love that. Where are you at, Logan, with Hannah?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I agree with all like both of you on that. It is it is a a frustrating thing for the outcome to come out that way, but at the end of the day, I mean, I think it is what it is, and she she did more than I've done she applied she went through the process she went out there she did these things and I guess it just wasn't for her and I mean I can't fault her for that I guess I mean yeah I didn't like the outcome and stuff and I think doing those things I think even has for the average person doing something like that is more than some people will ever do in their lifetime and I think it's it's cool for her to even step out and put herself out there because some of the ridicule that ri- ridicule that she could get from social media or this and that from the quitting uh, I I hate I would hate for that to like for her to like have that obviously I know there is going to be that out there but I mean I've got to give her props for being on the show and doing what she did at the end of the day I wish she would have stayed and it would have been a little bit different but everybody has their own
2: story and what they can do and it is what it is i mean for sure and that's true i've i've never applied to be on survivor and i can sit there and think that i would do different or better or whatever and i've never even applied so it, that's very true good point all in all though great
3: first episode it makes me super super excited for the remainder of the season. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot to come with this season, and I
1: cannot wait. I agree. I was just
2: going to say two quick questions. One, do you have a standout person, um, like almost like a man of the match, survivor of the episode, Um, and then also who is your, like, top two picks to maybe win it or a dark horse that you're, if you were betting on this, who would who would you think yeah. might take this? Um, I'll go first.
1: Uh, so my man of the match is probably
0: a little bit, it might be different than yours, but my man of the match is literally Bruce just because he returned from season 44 and it was cool to see survivor bring him back because i know that's something that very easily could have been his story was oh yeah i was the guy that hit my head on day one of 44 but it's cool to see him back and get to live out his his journey but two people that stuck out for me that i think could
1: make a run was one on the lulu tribe i think that caleb has the makings of going deep into this game and also Sifu.
0: I think Sifu could also be around a long time. He seems like a guy that's going to be likable and people are going to flock to. Ooh,
2: I like these because these are three names that were not on my list and I, I'm interested. Okay. I like it for me. Um,
3: man of the match, person of the match, um, I mean, I think I've got to give it to Austin for uh, for finding the immunity or the beware advantage. I mean, obviously, he, like he said, he was looking and being active for it, but finding that I think obviously is a huge, huge point of like he's got that, and he's I think he's got an advantage over other people, even though he doesn't have a vote currently. I don't know if it's necessarily dark horse, but one person that I thought, um. I could see doing well if his occupation doesn't get him in trouble and telling people what he does was Jake. I think he was pretty happy and happy to be there and willing to do the challenge and stepped up and showed some readiness to play. And I think um, he was pretty like friendly and easy to get along with. So I think people could like that. and. I could see him doing really well in the season.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm with you on Austin. He was my man of the match, survivor of the episode, whatever we want to call it. Um, and I think that was probably because they contrasted him to um, Sifu, which while I like Sifu, it, being able to look for an idol and find it without people realizing you're looking is impressive. Um, I'll be curious to see what he does with it, um, but as far as this episode goes, he was my like, bang. He he is ahead of the pack. Um, and then a lot of the guys stood out to me, um, but kind of my dark horse was uh, is it? And I don't know how to pronounce her name. Was Katura? Yeah, um,
0: the, the not lawyer
2: yeah the lawyer not lawyer the (laughs) civil rights attorney that kind of was playing jake a little bit and i i would love to see them partner up a little bit but she kind of seems a level above kind of the rest of the group um from what i saw and um playing hard but playing quiet and uh she was one of the the girls that really stuck out to me um but Caleb was cool too. I really like Caleb. I think he could do really well and go far. Um, I would love to see him do some individual immunities uh, after the merge. But uh, katura was is, is, um, was kind of my dark horse.
1: Yeah. All in all, a great premiere of season forty five, and very excited for what's to come. Tune in. Uh... Tune in next week.